0: Welcome to How to Become More Podcast. All right everybody, welcome to the How to Become More Podcast for heart-centered, service-driven entrepreneurs like you. And today we have an outstanding guest, Adam Duran. Hold on to your hat, hold on to your seat. Adam is a mover and shaker, makes things happen. And uh, when we touch on how many marathons this guy has run, he has even lost count. Nevertheless, his energy level is high, matching mine. We love it. Adam, welcome to the show.
1: Francois, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you just having me and having just, just being a part of what you're doing and hopefully adding some value and contributing to your audiences and we're just going to push it we're going to expand minds we're going to have a great conversation and we're going to add value this t- today
0: absolutely i love it thank right. you so much excellent and so as we mentioned it's for entrepreneurs and we want them to get fired up so the best way to do this is actually we're going to make the light shine on you so tell us a little bit about yourself about what you do personal and professional background and we're going to start to take it from there
1: Okay, so a little bit about me. I'm from Northern California, and um, I have uh, spent 30 years of, of my life in law enforcement. Thank you for I retired me. Last year, thank you. Retired last year, but a month prior to me retiring, I began writing a book. And I don't sit around a whole lot. Um, I don't watch TV. I don't kind of do those things. I just have the energy. I just want to continue to add value and to live my life's purpose. And so I started writing a book prior um, one, one month prior to 30 years. And I looked at my career 30 years, um, ending that career as a starting point. I didn't look at it as an ending point. I looked at it as a starting point that that 30 years just gave me the foundation to live the life I was supposed to live and designed to live. And so I pivoted and shifted into writing a book and the book is done, completed it. It's uh, available on Amazon a few months ago. And why did I do that? Well, I, fit, I want to live my life's purpose. And I feel that my life's purpose is to be one of encouragement. I want to encourage support, help other people believe in themselves and gain the confidence that they need for their life, to level up their life, their business, their family and their health. So I figured the best way to do that was write a book of my experiences. And I was that kid, I looked at myself as it shouldn't have been me, but through practices and consistency, I was able to garner information, experience, and love I love reading and to help contribute to the world and impact in a positive way, in that leave this world a better place than what I found it. So the best way, write a book, public speaking and impacting the world. What's the title, the title of that book? Is, the title of the book is Live Life on Purpose. Live Life on Purpose. I love it. And, and the there's a little duality point. there because I believe everybody has a purpose. Everybody does, whether they realize it or not, has a purpose. And they everybody has to be purposeful in fulfilling that purpose, intentionality. So, Live yes, Life yes. on Purpose is more is a little spin on it. And uh, there's a subtitle From Running the Streets to Running a Beat. Running the Streets, when I was a young kid, I was a knucklehead. So, I'd run in the streets because I was a knucklehead, get in trouble. And the second part of that, again, a little play on words is I'm a marathon runner. And so running the streets to running a beat, in that beat is a kind of a, a word that police law enforcement jargon for uh, your area of your area. So running the running the streets to running a beat.
0: Nice. I and love that. that. Cool. So one of the things I'd like to unpack maybe is the fact you talk about uh live life on purpose. One of the things that I appreciate with this is so many people, I call them, are tiptoeing through life. They just like don't want to make too much waves until they die and that's it. Like, what's going on? Life, living life on purpose. And many of my clients come to me, says, I feel I have something inside of me, but I don't know. And there's all sorts of virus codes, limiting beliefs and, and things of their environment, school. And I'm not knocking school. We need to have education. Don't get me wrong. The thing is with schools, they put you in a a box and says, this is the box that you have to be in. And because of that, when we come as adults, we're sort of not too sure of what we're going to do. What's my purpose? Well, well, you should be an accountant or you should be a marathon runner. I said, okay, so we run with that box. But what you're talking about is live your life on purpose. And what I love about it is that you have something inside of you, something that wants to shine, something that wants to actually go out there and and... Sing your song. I, a lot of people tell me, I put words on their mouth and it says, I don't want to die with my song still inside of me. And mm-hmm. so let's live on purpose. Let's discover what's happening inside of you. Let's dust off all those things that are stopping you right now and then start to shine. And when your light shines, guess what? It's going to make other people want to shine as well. And as we all elevate and get better, everything gets good. I love life on purpose is on amazon actually we'll put that link uh, uh, later on under um the, the podcast that we have Great. so people can actually get the book yeah there you go live life on purpose i absolutely love it excellent all right so so that's good for uh where you are what's about but what gets you fired up as an entrepreneur and and why did you decide to become an entrepreneur after 30 years of law enforcement what happened
1: well it kind of like Um, almost like I didn't just, I didn't decide it. It decided me. I feel like it wasn't something so intentional. I was just intentional about living my purpose and after again, a structured environment. So law enforcement is paramilitary. So it's very structured. You're told what to do. You're told what to wear. You're told it's very structured and, and disciplined. Uh, so entrepreneurship isn't so structured. It's pretty all over the place. So, you know, Like in the military, you get up at a certain time. You got to be at a certain time. All these different things for entrepreneurship. It's all on you. So you have to have the discipline to live that purpose that and again, purposeful daily, those daily habits. So what gets me, what was getting me fired up and how I decided again, it almost was it was decided for me and I knew I wasn't going to sit around. So again, I was I was dabbling in the political sphere. I was like, can maybe get politics. And I thought, well, man, not really, because half the people hate you, half the people love you. And it's hard to move the needle on a big ship. And so I thought, well, I want to be able to hit the kids because they're starting their journey. And, and I wanted to get to the people that I feel are they feel like they're stuck and don't know how to move forward. And then I wanted to get those people that have been really challenged. I worked almost just 30 years in a custody environment you're talking into jails in a maximum security facility where you, you name it it's there we've had we have thousands of people one of the one of the largest in the United States or my, my county facility I work I worked at for many years and I've, I've seen people at their worst and I've seen people that were misguided made some bad mistakes some they couldn't turn around it was it was it was game over and then they had to find some other well that's another story but So I I saw people at the worst and I'm thinking, okay, so I see all this now with my experience and through my studies, how can I add value? I knew I wasn't going to sit around. I didn't want to like hide this stuff. I think uh, it was Denzel Washington who said, uh, you you go, you hang around a barbershop long enough, sooner or later, you're going to get a haircut. So you read enough books, sooner or later, you're going to write your own like even Albert Einstein said that he says sooner or later you got to stop reading everybody else's book and write your own and I do believe everybody has a book inside of them everybody has a story and a story that's valuable that's valuable to the world to contribute whatever in whatever um, arena that may be but you everybody's valuable everybody has Michael Jordan talent but it's discovering that and sometimes they get lost in the weeds where it's not that they just we just got to chunk it down, figure out, you know, what they, and so this is, a, I go on and on. This is why I wrote the book. This is how I ended up in the entrepreneurship sphere. And this is where I'm at today. And I'm out to spread the message. And this is, this is not a part-time gig for me. Okay, I've got 30 years, got a retirement. Oh, that's great, great, great. But that doesn't move me. What moves me is impact. What moves me is when another person is moved and said, hey, something Francois said, something Adam said, and all of a sudden, it, I am on one right now, and I am living my life purpose. And that's what I want to do, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Excellent. I love it. Definitely, you're not tiptoeing through life, and you're making some noise and making some waves, but in a positive way. As you said, you have the experience of seeing people in the incarceration place. They made bad choices. And so now it says, hey, how can I stop this from happening? Of course, we don't want people to go to jail, but maybe even turn it even more around that instead of going down and, hey, man, you press there's no reset button on what you've done, but rather is, hey, let's press a button that can get you to the next level, so in a positive way, because you've been with with the other side for so long says, man, this, this is not good. Let's help people not get there. Not only that, but actually fulfill their potential. And as they fulfill their potential, they're going to encourage people. I love it. And Francois, and, and, and Francois also, this message is for everyone. Like, I don't
1: care what level you find yourself in life, whether you're making ten thousand a month, hundred thousand a month or ten million dollars a month. Life has a way of giving us challenges. It will give us challenges and they'll never stop. It, it won't stop. So sometimes there are some people that are, have been well to do in many different areas, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, and they hit something and they were very derailed and it didn't go so well for them. So this message is for everyone, whether you're starting an entrepreneur, a mid-level entrepreneur, or someone who's crushing it and trying to figure out how to get to the next level. This is mindset. This is a philosophical approach to life and how to
0: level up. I love it. You're so excited about it. But that's one thing that's awesome. Because one of the things that enables us to, to communicate is enthusiasm is very contagious. And that's why you and I connected. Right? And maybe even people are lowering their, their uh, volume right now because we're out there pumping one another. But that's one of the things that Tony, uh, whom I worked with, used to say is success leaves clues. But the state in which you're in is going to dictate how you show up. So yes, let's have some fun. If you're like this, oh, yeah, I'm really tired. And so Adam, uh, you told me that you want to change your life. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, that's not going to fly. <laughs> Definitely, we can do that. You can choose to do what you want. But if we are looking at waking people up and says, OK, so what's happening here? And being listening attentively and then constructive input that we give to them so they can actually use these things, put the pieces of the puzzles together for them, and then start to build and build. So first thing, they get traction and then they get momentum. And with the momentum, they start to go over little hurdles and then more momentum, bigger hurdles. If we have no momentum, a smallest pebble is going to stop you. Yeah. Hence, we need to have purpose and passion in what we're doing. That's going to be, I say, it's 90% of the game. If you're yeah. showing up excited about what you're going to do and dedicated to, also as entrepreneurs, something that's let's bring this to the table as a law enforcement guy you could not make mistakes if you made a mistake you were written a report someone could get injured you can't do it interestingly enough when we're in a job you make mistakes hey it's not a good thing like shape up or we're going to ship you out as an entrepreneur we make mistakes every day every day and we're told continue to fail forward meaning try this try that And, and for most of us this is the scoop, out of 10 trials on something, eight of them will flop, yeah. one of them will eh, succeed, and the last one, you'll knock it out of the park. And so that's what the environment of entrepreneurship, so everybody listening right now, it is okay to have challenges, and, and that's what the schools sort of, they taint us in the wrong way, so, hey, don't you fail. Right. Uh, actually, even in school, it says, if you fail, you're a dummy, and what? Right. As entrepreneurs, we have to fail because, and the reason why we need to fail is that we are doing things that we have never done before. And the teaser, we do things that we've never done before because we want different results. Because if you keep on doing what you've always been doing, you always get the same results. That's what an employer wants from his employee. I want steady results. But as an, as an employer or as a business person, we want new results. So, therefore, we need to try new things. And guess what? We're not going to succeed every time. But the only way to fail is to stop. Do not stop. Everybody listening to my voice right now, whatever you're doing, keep on going. I like to say that God cannot steer a parked car. Even if you're going in the wrong direction and you're moving, he's going to put you back on track. So, don't stop. Because when, when you stop, you have no more momentum. Coming back to what you said before, people that are stuck, if you imagine someone that is stuck that means someone that's not moving therefore you're not taking action any action that you take is gonna help you and sometimes it's well I'm so stuck I don't know what to do and you use a word or a bunch of words that I like that I use myself is if it's too big chunk it down bring it down to a smaller piece and when you take a smaller piece then it's gonna work and actually let's get to segue how many marathons have you ran
1: Um, honestly I've said and I'll say um, between 50 and 100 and the reason I's <laughs> the reason I say that so I'll say about 75 but it could be more than that um okay. I don't keep I don't keep my medals like there's only a few that I actually keep and they were like my first one and my Boston marathon ones nice. um, yeah that, the other ones I mean it's great I love it um but I've done it before um and I want to say just touch on that's so all about 70 just say about 75 but it could be 90 okay uh, but it really wasn't over 100 so uh but Um, I I failed quote-unquote failed in my book I document my failures in my qualifying for the Boston Marathon oldest marathon in the world one of the most prestigious in the entire globe yes yes, Um, yes. and so you have to qualify for that one run another marathon at a certain time to be able to be invited to the Boston Marathon to the big show so I failed or five times in my quest to qualify and I'm not kidding you I was like Oh my gosh! And I, I would like on point for about twenty to twenty-two miles. I think one time up to twenty-three miles, and then the wheels just fell off. My legs stiffened up. I'm like, oh my gosh! Well, after four or five times, and each marathon training cycle takes well Because I run quite a bit, but it'll take me uh, about four to five months to train for another marathon. So it wasn't something I just get up the next day. So I'm like, what is going on? So finally. And I I tried, I would try something else. The second time, then I would try another thing. Then the third time failure, I tried something else. And I remember the last time before I qualified, I said, and I and Francois, I'm telling you, I meant this. And and Tony Robbins talks about this. I burned my boats. I burned my boats. And I said, I'm either gonna qualify or I'm gonna die trying. And literally, I meant that. I burned my boats. And when you burn your boats and there's no retreat, you tend to succeed. So I burned my boats, and that's when I succeeded for the Boston Marathon, and I qualified three additional times in a row. Bing, bing, bing. So in in life, you figure you fail forward. You figure out, again, don't stop. Like you said, I think it was Winston Churchill who said, when you're going through hell,
0: keep going. Don't stop. (laughs) Absolutely. yeah. You're going to burn it if you there. Yeah, absolutely. But before that, what I wanted to touch base with the marathon is that when you first started or had the thought of running a marathon, were you able to run 10 miles in a row? Um, when you first started.
1: Yeah, when I first started, I, t- I tell you what, I started running for the academy 32 years ago. Uh, and I didn't want to fail the academy. So I, I, it's like paramilitary, you got to work out, you got to run, cardio, push-ups. So I knew I wasn't going to fail. There you go, intentionality. Uh, I knew there was an academy coming up. The goal was to pass. And then I had to have a plan to pass while I started running. And so I could hardly run around the block. And I was a young
0: kid. I was 24. So let's stop right here. Just a yep. second, Adam ladies and gentlemen this guy ran 75 marathons and when he started he could not run around the block let's everybody sink this in guys ladies and gentlemen we're looking at having success with our businesses and we think that if it doesn't happen today or tomorrow or failure stop it just keep going have a direction and where you want to go and then steadily as you said be disciplined and take action again and if you don't know what action to take ask there's some people that can help you they've done it before you but what i want to point out is that you did not start as a marathon runner you started as someone that ran around the block and actually was out of breath and you know what everybody listening right now that's all of us but if we make a decision that hey i want to run a marathon then from around the block then i'm sure you went to two blocks three blocks and then you kept on going and you built on those and people may say it's a failure that you were just no. It was just an experience, but you kept going. You kept going, and now you're blowing 75 marathons. What? Yeah, very thankful. example mm-hmm. that you're setting is outstanding for business people. Yes. That you cannot run 75 marathons just like that. No, they can out. done. And so let's let's take the time but not take our time which is powerful take the time mm-hmm. invest in what you're doing but don't take your time don't leisure i'm sure that if when you're training for a marathon you don't start eating at restaurants uh, big meals and drinking and going to bed night and late and you don't do that so so there is a price to pay also that's why the reward needs to be so big in our mind that we're willing to pay the price so all everybody listening actually i'm having on the 13th of december a uh the best way to predict 2023 is to create it <laughs> and so we're gonna have a, a time together where people pen in hand you're gonna decide on the direction that you want to go and talking about plans something that I, that's why I'm, I'm making this power workshop the power of a plan think about this did you ever make a plan that you're gonna fail when we make a plan we plan to that's right. win that's right and So therefore if you don't have a plan how can you win but if you make a plan you're gonna win even if you shoot for the, the moon and you miss you're gonna hang around the stars which is great so planning is paramount and and that those i can't just imagine how much planning you need to have to in order to make sure that you get the marathon right and you can be running and you qualify for the boston marathon that's that's you cannot make this out of, well, I think today I'm going to run a little bit more than... It doesn't have to, it has to be more specific, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and and you know what? A powerful thing
1: is also for everybody listening is you don't have to have the whole plan figured out. You don't, if you don't, you will overanalyze like, oh, I don't have this. I don't. You get that analysis paralysis that you don't end up doing anything. You, you just got to start taking action. Even if you don't have it all figured out, start with the first step. That's it. Start with the first step and do that. Like I like what James clear habit stacking in his book, uh, atomic habits, how he says, um, you know, you got to stack these habits and, and for instance, and this is very powerful, I'm going to say, I'm going to run 20 miles tomorrow. Okay. Great, great, great. But I think because I'm going to run 20 miles tomorrow, I better get more sleep. And because I'm gonna run 20 miles tomorrow, I better not only get more sleep, but I need to hydrate better and I need to eat better. And I, so all these little habits are stacking for me to be successful. Now, do I have it all figured out? No, because stop. There, was, there was times that I went into a marathon, or all those marathons, with a cold, I wasn't feeling good. Whoa. I wasn't good. So Not all the time, you just show up. You're not gonna always feel on. Un- on top of the world there are some days that you know like you know I take these cold showers seven days a week I haven't you know I haven't really taken a, a warm shower in almost two years and so why do I do that I want to do the most difficult things because it's in the struggles that we find the growth that we're after we're chasing that that's that uh like a satisfactory thing and if someone gives us everything that's not satisfactory other than man I'm kind of happy that they gave me something but I didn't earn it so I grow confident, and I get satisfaction by the very struggle that many people avoid, and they don't lean into struggle. You have to lean into it, and that's where you grow. And that all those
0: failures, quote unquote failures, figured out what not to do. And that was you just said. In the struggle, we find the growth, and in these days. For those of you listening right now, I got an easy button in front of me. I'm pressing the easy button. Real success, there's no such thing as easy button. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a fallacy. People are selling you a, a silver bullet. It does not exist. You want success? You need to actually do the work because you'll be able to sustain it. I like to talk about, you, you say, it's a marathon. You go to the gym and uh, there's never on the gym a sign on the door says, sorry, no more muscles created here. That's not true, you, yeah. you go in and then you start, and if you start with 5 pounds, then 10 pounds, then 15, then 20, 30, 40, 50, and then you're able to handle 50, once you're handling 50 and someone th- throws you a 20, well, it's easy, because you're at 50 now, but now, ladies and gentlemen, very powerful, if you're looking to say, I want to make $200,000 a year, for example, so $200,000 a year, and the most you ever had was $100,000 a year, follow me on this example so now we're saying okay i want to go for it now if you don't train for it not going to happen let's go to the gym you used to lift 100 pounds now he says i want 200 pounds someone throws you 200 pounds you're gonna die you're gonna choke you might you might uh, you're gonna drop it you're gonna get hurt so what that means is that the 200 is possible but you need to work your way to it you need to pay the price There's no such thing as an easy button. I'm at 100, now I'm at 200. Don't buy into this stuff because when you do that, it's outside of you. But when you do the work yourself, you're the one that's strong. And when you get the 200 pounds, you can hold it because you've earned it. Very powerful concept for everybody in business. And Adam, the parallel that you have with the marathon is exactly what the one with going to weight train and us wanting to get better we need to pay the price all of us and once you decide that you pay the price then it gets to be easier my father used to say if you make it hard at first it's going to be easy for a long time but if you make it easy at first it's going to be hard for a long time so picture that so it's okay that's why i'm having this show to tell people it's okay to struggle And I don't have an easy button that I sell anybody. We have to pay the price. And Adam, thank you so much for sharing what you have done for the marathons, which makes you set apart of someone that paid the price. And man, 75 marathons, I'm impressed. So that's awesome. But so now let's go. Also, one of the things for entrepreneurs that I like to touch in is what's the biggest challenge you ever faced in your professional life? And how did you overcome it? This is a point, Adam, that I like to dive into because obviously you're excited about what you do. Everything is happening. And then you're meeting, you've even been on uh, Evan Carmichael's podcast. Like you're you're knocking some out of the park. But sometimes people say, wow, this is amazing. Look at this. Tell us about some of the challenge that might even and Adam says, you know what? I think I'm going to quit this thing. But you didn't and you kept going. And the reason I want to go there, Adam, is that all entrepreneurs, if you ask them, how's it going? They all say. It's going great, yes, but we're all struggling also. And this is a taboo subject that people don't want to talk about, but I want to bring it to the table. It's okay to struggle, but just don't struggle alone. Ask. Go see Adam. Come and see me. Go see other people that can help you overcome these things because we can't do it alone. We need to have coaches on things. When you're doing your uh, your marathon, I'm sure you had a coach, if not a live one. And see a big, big yes on this yes. one. And you're doing absolutely. So, yes. So, what's one of the big challenges, uh, the biggest challenge that you've faced in your personal life and professional life, mm-hmm. and how did you overcome it? Uh, now, the tables to you and educate and entertain us on this one because I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, so I get it's one right off the top is uh, it's actually documented in my book, <laughs> Live Life on Purpose, is While I'm working now get this, I'm going to blow people's socks off on this one here while I'm working in law enforcement in the custody environment. I'm a, I'm an officer deputy at the, at the time, um, was married and it was early in my career. My wife ends up incarcerated. My wife at the time ends up incarcerated. I did not know that, didn't see it coming. I'm working nights, like, oh, everything's going right. Everything's going great. I got the dream job of my life. I'm working in law enforcement. This is what I always wanted to do. I wanted to make an impact and and, and work in public service. And I had to go to nights. Next thing you know it, my wife's not coming home anymore. And I'm like, and it was kind of before the cell phone thing. And I'm like, I couldn't get a hold of her. Next thing, oh, I'm just doing this, I'm doing that. I was over here, I was over there. Next thing you know it, I'm not seeing her a whole lot. Get a call working at midnight, it's probably two in the morning. Hey, your wife's in custody. I'm like, I'm like, oh my, what? What do you, you, you're Adam Duran, right? Yeah, officer, yeah, so-and-so's your wife. Yes, she's in custody right now. So they they admonished me. Hey, she's in custody and we don't want you coming downstairs right now. We don't want the conflict. And I'm like, I'm like, it blew my socks away. I'm like, there's no way this is happening to me. I mean, I don't even know. This. I couldn't make sense of it. Next thing you know, it she began a path. She got into drugs. That was the whole thing. She started getting into drugs, and um, she never really came out of it. And I was like, not knowing what to do. Here I am in law enforcement. Not only the embarrassment. That's that's like the on the bottom level. It was my personal life was coming apart. Cause I was married. I'm like, this cannot be, I'm not- I don't even know anybody that's happened to like, and, and so to remain and I had a son, I have a son. And so now she wasn't able to take care of our son. Like she, and so the, the rent, uh, the money I was giving her, who was in the bank, she stopped paying everything for three months. And the rent uh, became due. Not only came due, they were evicted me. Uh, they, they repossessed my car all the uh, because everything was paid on a schedule, and so it all within a week PG&E was shut, uh, the electricity was shut off, the water was shut off, the home phone was shut off at the time. Okay, everything car was repossessed, and here I am, got to go to work. Wow, and I, how do you? I'm devastated, but I had to go to work. I have a son, I even though I wanted to fall apart, and believe me, I was. Devastated, I say that really. I tra- was traumatized, but I knew I had to get to work because who's gonna who's gonna provide for my son? I got to get to work. When you're going through hell, you keep going, don't stop. And my so, God. having that personal traumatic event in my life, and keep and like you said, you got to have good people around you. So I had a supportive family, thank goodness. Supportive friends, I had a good network of people that were, you know. That were there for me, that supported me, and that was everything. And I had my faith in God—got to have faith. Something bigger than yourself. Yes, and, and that pulled me through some of the worst times of my life. And I'm here today, and this book was written. Uh, my book was written in part of my pain. From my my passion comes from my pain. And now, I was—I know I wasn't the first person that happened to, although I was one of the only ones I do i know others now but and i know i wouldn't be the last that tr- uh, trauma can happen at any time and it does happen whether it's a death an illness a loss of a loved one in a relationship things like that happen and it's not if they happen or it they're gonna happen when and when, when they do that's why it's very important to have a good network of people around you don't isolate yourself have that good support network And when you do and have faith, something big in yourself, mine was in God, Christianity. But as we do that, it's so important. When everything's going great, you may not need it. But guess what? There will come a day that you're going to need people. We're communal. We're communal. We need each other. We need coaches. And we need people that are going to help us through that. And that was the biggest thing in my life. And to be able to keep on going wasn't easy. And it wasn't like Adam's so tough. It was just, I had great people around me. I had my faith, something bigger than myself, my, my God. And uh, that's what pulled me through. Now, here I am 30 years later, being able to write a book about it. And that's a key portion of the book is when you experience trauma and pain and struggle, almost at times beyond your, you know, your capabilities, just know it's not beyond your capabilities. You can and you will get through this. And when you're looking for a teacher, one appears. Because there's teachers and coaches all around us, but it's not until we're looking for one that we notice that they're there for us.
0: Yes, I love it. Yeah, Tony, uh, great. Tony used to say, "When the student is ready, the teacher will appear," but the student needs to be ready. And so you were ready, and it's unfortunate. To, uh, yeah, that must have been quite a block. <laughs> it's the type of days that you just want to put a blanket on top of your head and you don't want to get out of bed. And says, "Oh man, I gotta face this stuff," and so. And so, but you overcame and not only overcome, you continue a great career and now you're writing a book about it. So all the listeners right now, once again, pay attention. When we are going, I love what you say, when you're going through hell, keep going because otherwise for sure you burn. If you stay there, you're going to burn because it's hot. So you have to keep going. And oftentimes we don't have the strength to do it alone. A support system, as you mentioned, is paramount to help us go through it. If you don't have one, find one pay for one doesn't matter do something not to stay stuck because yeah it it doesn't work so that's a great example you said i'm going to start with one that comes right away do you have another big challenge that came to you and and you thought that you're going to stop like maybe i don't know for marathons i don't know a a leg or something something like that, that that you can tell us because i like those analogies of man it's so big that it's almost insurmountable and yet there's something that can be done another story to inspire us adam
1: so, I mean, you, I mentioned also the, the marathons and how many times I failed forward and but eventually succeeded in my goal and qualifying for the Boston several times in a row. Um, so that was because of my failures that I learned some lessons through that. And I, like I said, wasn't going to stop. I, I just I wanted to stop. I'm like, I was thinking maybe I could do a marathon, but to do a marathon at a quick speed, which is the Boston Marathon, I, 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 was, I started questioning myself. Maybe I'm not cut out for it. Maybe my body just not capable of running that fast for 26 miles. And I'm like, but I, no. I'm, and finally, I like I said, I'm gonna do it or die trying. Burn my boats and I've succeeded. There was a the last one, I mean, I think there's several, but last year, I swore by the way, even though I run a lot of marathons, and you got ultra marathoners, basically an ultra marathon is anything over, 26.2 miles is considered an ultra marathon. whether it's a 50K, which is 31 miles, 100K, and you got on from there. So I swore, because marathons hurt, There's no. I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't know anybody who hasn't been hurt and paid to get hurt in a marathon. People pay to get hurt, but it's not they want to hurt. They pay because they want to accomplish something, something that's beyond them, something that that pushes and drives. So I look at it this way, running a marathon, set a goal with one million million, uh, run a marathon, start a successful business, $100 million business, which is great, but it, there's a goal, but the, there's another thing in that a component in that. Um, set a goal to run a marathon, and the goal is of course completed, but also it's what you become by driving to accomplish that goal. And sometimes I look at the goal is just a bait for us to drive forward because the goal posts are always moving. Once we get to one goal, we look for another one and like, goal, yes, but also that goal is a bait, it moves and it moves. And so doing the marathons and the failing forward last year, quick, again, I swore for 20, 30 years, I would never run more than 26, two miles, never. It hurts too much. Well, came up. A couple guys say, Hey, Adam, we were running some of my running buddies. They said, Hey, ultra marathon, let's do a 50 K. I'm like, they're good friends of mine. And I thought, you know what I swore I would never, this was several years ago, about three, four years ago that I told them, I swore. I would never run an oil, anything more than 26 miles, but because you guys are such rock stars, if you guys find one a 50 K 31 miles, or, you know, let me know, I'll run it just because you guys are cool buddies. Well. They called me on it three years later, which was last year. And they said, Hey, this 50 K is coming up. It's uh, 31 miles and it's 6,000 feet of climbing for 31 miles. Woo-hoo. And I, and I remember telling them and promising if they ever run one, I would do it. So I couldn't back out. I felt uh, my, my word, you know, like Ed Milet says, he says, you know, the biggest thing is that you let down yourself, keep the promises that you make to yourself. And if you do that, your life will level up. So I told him, boom, we got involved. Well, one guy gets hurt. He never ends up there. So now it's down to two guys. So now we're running. And that one guy that I'm running with, I was thankful he was there with me. It was killing me. Like, you're talking, the elevation was crazy. The first mile, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do 31 miles like this. I'll figure it out. Well, he had he had just gotten hurt a few weeks prior. I was surprised he even showed up. Well, right about 18, 19 miles. He says, I can't go anymore, man. I, I can't do it. And I'm like, I was looking for a way out myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's just go down here. I'll go down with you. He goes, no, keep on going. Okay, this is like 19 miles or 17 miles, I say 19. I got 12 more miles and I can't go anymore. I'm done. He, I said, no, 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 I'll go back with you. Because I want to make sure you get back okay. Is no, you can do this. You keep on. So here's the two guys that I swore I'd do with. They're not doing it. Now it's just me. And I'm thinking, I was looking for a way out. He didn't give me a way out. So I'm like, he goes, you see that guy just passed? Go with him. So I ended up doing it. I wanted to, I felt like I was going to die out there, but I ended up doing 31 miles. So I became an ultra marathoner last year when I never thought I could ever do that. I climbed 6,000 feet and completed it. And I, it, that's actually my book today because I was so proud that I was able to accomplish something I never thought I could do. Marathons I could do. 31 miles, 6,000 feet of climbing, didn't think I could do it. And now I look, what else can I do?
0: Interesting. I love it. Thanks for sharing. So a, a couple of you dropped so many good nuggets in there. So one of the things you said is I'll never one, run more than a, a single or a straight marathon, whatever it is. So a straight one, you'll never run more than this. And then later on, you find yourself that, I hey, I'm going to do it to everybody. Once again, since you've ran so many marathons, you have built yourself up. So the person now making a decision is bigger than the person that said at first, I'm not going to do this. So same with us. When we have goals for our businesses, sometimes the goal seems to be so big. That's OK. Chunk it down. Get the necessary knowledge, skills and strength. To get to that level and from there you're going to be closer to the next one so then you keep going to actually achieve it so i love that fact that you said at first i I said i'll never will and then you did then another nugget that you said was awesome is that you said hey let's do it says i gave my word i'm gonna do it one of the things i teach people is our mind is wonderful whenever you say something and you do it your mind says he means it or she means it Whenever you say something and you don't do it, then your mind says, hmm, is it fluff coming out of that mouth? Mm. So maybe when he starts to speak, we shouldn't give him or her the full horsepower. So think about this. So if you say things and you're not doing them, you're weakening yourself. If you say things and you're doing them, yes. you're strengthening yourself. And if it's so big what you're saying, well, then chunk it down. And so as you say, "Okay, oh, I'm going to do this now. And then as you do this, your mind says, hmm, when he says something, he does it. And so then you go about and you said, I'm going to run that marathon with you guys. Then they quit on you and you said, oh, I'm looking for a way out. But they said something which was cool. That says, no, no, you keep on going. You can do it. So they were edifying you, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have people around you that edify you when challenging times come, it's time to change crowds. You need to have people around you that want to support you, even if they can't necessarily do it themselves in the case of that marathon example you just said. Nevertheless, he pushed you and then he said something that I thought was magic. He said, actually, follow that guy that just passed us. He gave you another goal. So how good is it? He was—he was, That's what he did. He gave yeah, you he another did. goal and then he said, oh, I can do this. And so now the mind started to focus on following this guy. And so you did. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening. It's hard sometimes and then people quit around us. Find someone else that's moving ahead of you and follow them. And as you do so you will keep the momentum you'll keep going and and so you finished that marathon did you hopefully you did yeah, yeah, yes I I,
1: yeah, right. yes yes i did and honestly i was like i just and, and by the way the guy that i followed he was cut up and he was bleeding i mean like he had fallen probably several times climbing those mountains and i looked at him like holy mackerel i'm gonna fall that guy and i'm not kidding you i don't want to be disgusting but i mean he was just he, I didn't think he was going to even run another mile, but he finished it too. I was like, wow. there's no way I didn't fall. I'm not cut up. I'm not looking
0: like that. He actually finished, um, Interesting. you know. Yeah. Let's unpack this for a little while. That means that when you're competing with others or what you want to finish, you want to do your business and you say, oh, this guy is so much better than me. He can do it. Well, in your case, you had a guy that was totally broken down, busted up and, and he's still finished. God. It doesn't matter how you look, What you look like, the color of your skin, your education level, don't let that stop you. Just keep going. And when you can't find someone that can push you to make it happen, that's the way not to tiptoe through life and to live your life on purpose. You got a purpose that's going to pull you and make it happen. By the way, if I may, how old were you when you did your uh, biggest marathon ever? How old were you?
1: So, uh... The, the, I one look that,
0: at, the, the extra marathon, the super marathon there.
1: Oh, oh that, that ultra marathon, that was last year. So I was, I, always, I was, I was, give
0: me a second, I was 56. So 56 years old? He decided Wait. to run the biggest marathon. So you had no. 75 marathons below your belt. So 55, was, I'm sorry. 55, 55, I'm okay, sorry. So yeah. therefore, yes. Look at this. Look, look at that, It was Freedom 55 from 75 other marathons that he ran at lower levels of uh, of mileage. Then you went for a bigger one, and that's the last one. It's coming out with a big hurrah. And actually, I'm sure you're going to, someone's going to come to you say, you want to run this one? You go, okay, let's go. Because you're not going to be able to stop. Now, how interesting is this? I said it, you're not going to be able to stop. Maybe you say you'll never run it again. I'm telling you, you will again. Why? Because you've developed the habit of doing these things, and it drives you to push yourself up. And while you're doing this, it's something that that makes you such a bigger believer. Actually, I always had the question. I want to ask you: When you're running, and your legs are hurting, burning, your lungs are on fire, what do you tell yourself to keep going? This is something I always wonder. Now, am be able to ask?
1: Well, you know, I tell you what: there were there were some, there were several that were just just beat me up, and I was like spent. And what I was what I was thinking is, um, there was I've developed into understanding how to manage my pain even though at times it seems unmanageable I learned how to manage the seemingly unmanageable and so I just pace myself and I and I I I put positive affirmations in my head and I think I've done the training and I, I literally tell myself this is what I do Adam you know I don't I'd like them talking and literally I know it sounds kind of crazy but I talk to myself and I said I put, I put the work in i this is what i do i'm a runner i self-identified as a runner and as a runner i need to push through pain and i will push through pain and i don't know if you know david goggins i actually thought of david goggins that he has a book called I can't hurt me he's considered just wild i mean wild stuff just on the, he's on joe rogan he's on all those you know but he says when you you think you hit your limit you only hit about i think he calls it like 40 percent you got sixty wow. percent more. When you think you hit your governor, you have sixty percent more. So That's I'm visualizing. I'm visualizing, and I'm thinking David Goggins. If he can do it, that means I can do it. If Roger Bannister can run that four-minute mile, that means it's possible. I'm now to tell people I'm 55. I did a 30-year career. I'm just starting. I didn't stop. I started, and so it's all what it what gets you up in the morning. You have to have something we all do to to look forward to something. So your your business hit a million, 10 million, 100 million. Okay, you don't want to plateau. You need more challenges. You need more struggle to elevate to the next level. That's what we need. We need a purpose and a reason to get up. And so going through that, I visualize the end. And I know that I may may have to slow it down a little bit because I've never climbed 6,000 feet. I have to my steps got to be closer together I got to watch my step or I'm gonna look I'm gonna bleed out and uh, all fall down the hill and I think you got this you were made for this you are a runner runners push through runners don't quit awesome. and that, that's how I do this
0: change your thoughts change your life that's what I that's one of the talks that I do change your thoughts change your life and that thoughts that you had was what's pushing you our mind controls our body way more than we can think and you said that gold nugget he says we need struggle to get us to the next level what you have just done is you reframed a situation that is challenging into a situation that is uplifting i said because if we say oh another struggle oh come on remember at the beginning he says how do you show up oh struggle i can't take this no more i've said a struggle that means i'm going to get stronger i'm going to be able to handle more things and you're going to say well that's easy to say well saying it is the first step and if you can accomplish it get some help people will help you do it how do you think i like this kid the um uh oh, he's 18 years old he's the best tennis 19 years old best tennis player in the world now oh, what's his name Al- alcaraz alcaraz man this guy jumps and does things that no tennis players do And that's why he's number one at 19 years old. He used to be in his bedroom as a kid. His mom would come in and he would look at himself in the mirror and he says, yeah, thank you very much. I'm number one in the world. I'm so happy. for." And he was so young and he saw himself. So those things that people talk about affirmations, ah, affirmations, actually, they do work. Put the effort and back it up exactly with the effort. Just don't say it, do it. And like Mikey says, just do it. And the more you do it, the stronger you get, the stronger you get, the further you go, the more you can make it happen. This is absolutely lovely. I, I, I love this conversation of the things that you talked about and overcoming is absolutely good. What words of encouragement or advice would you give someone that would be struggling as an entrepreneur?
1: Kind of what we've been talking about. It's, it's in that in, you want to get stronger as a weightlifter. What you need to do is put more weight on. You need more resistance you're actually growing and you're struggling but it's in the struggle that you're being rewarded it's in the struggle and the resistance that you're actually growing so the ego flies higher when they have more resistance they're able to go higher so and you start putting all those things in place and you look at struggles not as something to be avoided but something to lean in forward to and, and you get to have the ingenuity and you get to maybe um, add some relationships that you needed, and you start to figure out this stuff. If you didn't have struggles, you, you won't. You you wouldn't be satisfied. You wouldn't have that sense of fulfillment. We need the struggle, you know. Oh, you know. And again, you're you're gonna fail. How many times do we tell a baby to give up when they fall down when they're trying to walk? Uh, yeah, you know what? After maybe uh, ten times or hundred times, you know, over a period of days, hours, days, weeks, they're trying to walk. Right. That's what they naturally turn before we say, Hey, you know what? A little Johnny, a sorry walk is not for you. You failed 500 times. I've counted in the past three weeks. You are just not going to walk. No, you do it until you do you, when you're going, it's in the struggle. So what happens, they start to crawl. Obviously they're trying to crawl when they start to have the strength to, crawl, to get up. And then what they do, they go to the next level and they want to stand up. And then after they want to stand up, then they want to take a step but they fall, or they get scared. And then we try to give them positive uh, re- uh, re- re- affirmations. Hey, you can do this, and they get happy, and they're thinking, maybe they can. Obviously, they don't think it through like that, but they see you being happy, and then they get back up. So that's why it's so important, the associations on purpose are very important. So that, that that people that wanna see you win, we need to have those people in our lives. So then the baby starts to stand, then starts to walk a couple steps, fall down, and then next thing you know, it starts to walk. But there's there's a different level. The baby figures out, hey, I can run. That's right, you can run. Start running, baby. Start running. And so, so often, like you said, we we color in the lines and we're told not to do this. And first thing we do as parents, we tell our kids when we're going to the store, if we have small ones, or to uh, an event, don't run around. Don't run around. Because the kid naturally wants to run around. So maybe it's in don't, 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 don't. That many times we don't, don't, don't in life because we're always told, don't, 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 don't. Obviously, we have to have structure, but but so often we hear the negative, don't, 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 instead of do, do, do. And I think over life, we get this sense of, I
0: better not. And that's why we need to surround ourselves with others to help us out. I absolutely love it. And and one of the things, I'm just going to go into this one. I have six kids, and all my kids were writing a two wheel a bicycle the two wheels before they were four years old so they were all three and people says how come well it's not me as well i always love to coach and encourage and so i put them on i said do you want to do it they say yeah and so i would stay with them some of them took two hours straight of me running and back and encouraging and make and they fall and get back up and they and they all right now says dad you're crazy man you made us ride bikes But you know what? We love you for it because now we're looking at anything in life and we say, let's tackle it. Let's make it happen. And if I don't know how, let's find someone that can help me through it. This is so important. We're not alone in this life. We need to have others to help us out. And I'm not saying this to impress you, but more to impress upon you. that we can do things that people can't even imagine. I I didn't know one time. We did six times with all the kids, which is absolutely cool.
1: That is impressive. And you know what, like the ceilings that we see the ceiling, ceilings are man-made, so they're built by man, that means they can be broken by man. We have no ceiling. There are no limits. The only limits you have is
0: a story you tell yourself. Upgrade your story, upgrade your life today. Change your thought, change your life, that's for sure. So, what's next on your to-do list? Any professional projects planned in the future for you? Yeah. So uh,
1: I'm, as I'm going into 2023, I just came from a training in Austin, Texas a couple of days ago. I was always for several days. And the whole reason is, you know, i getting my not only the book out there, but getting the message out there in, and reaching out to contacts, different things going on stages. So that's that's the next thing. As I transitioned and wrote the book and now doing public speaking based on the book. And so why the public speaking? There is always a why, why, why to give that, to make a positive impact, to to support and encourage other people to live their best life and whatever way they see it, you know, a worthy goal, knowing, giving them the confidence in the okay. One, it's okay to fall down, but giving them the confidence that they can get back up and that they can achieve in entrepreneurship, which, you know, we want to, whether you want to have a business of uh, one person, you want a hundred people, you want to, 100000 on your payroll. Those are all great things, all worthy goals, but it doesn't matter. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. You've got to have the fundamentals. Every professional has a coach. Every professional. There's oh, nothing cool. that doesn't have a coach. Even Muhammad Ali, even Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all had coaches. So you need those coaches, mentors, role models in your life in that support network to help you and that people that honestly want to see you win
0: absolutely Absolutely. actually interestingly enough out of a thousand conversations and i've asked people multiple times this is what i found out people that entrepreneurs that or a hundred thousand dollars or less income have zero high level paying coach and by high level i mean eight ten twenty thirty forty thousand dollar coaches they have zero from 100 to 250 they have one from 250 to 500 they have two from 500,000 to a million they have three or four a million plus they have six seven eight nine ten coaches high level coaches the the tip on this that I that I found out by asking the question is that for example if you're at uh, 100 to 250 and you have one coach And he says, when I hit 250, I'll get two coaches. No, you need to get two coaches when you're at the lower level in order to get to the next level. You can't say, I'll do it when. Do it now. When you do it now, that's how you get to the next level. So that's, these are things that are not expressed or told by many books or things. You need, that's the schools of hard knocks that tell you these things. So wherever you are right now, I can guarantee you that these numbers are absolutely true. From talking to many people, and it has blown me away that whenever I says, "Oh, uh, where are you now?" I'm at five hundred thousand. So how many coaches do you have? Three. There you go. And and so people less than hundred, uh, you have any coaches? Uh, well, I, I Google things, and and, and my company sometimes <laughs> that's why you are stuck a hundred. And people that are hundred to two fifty, you have a coach? Yeah, I do. How much you pay? Twenty grand. There you go. And so it's something that's very powerful to to think you need to invest in your car in your house in your clothes how about you invest in yourself you're going to be living with you for the rest of your life so invest in yourself get yourself in a better way which is cool so let, let's go into it because we're coming close to an hour sure. what legacy would you love to leave for future generation adam
1: well the legacy let me say one quick say i like what jim Rohn, tony robbins's mentor said um it- you work hard in your job you'll make a living you work hard on yourself you'll make a fortune yeah know. Yeah. so the legacy i want to leave is i'm a man who maybe didn't start out or feel like they started out in the right area i had this energy that wasn't great in school and kind of kind of in the rougher parts of, of town that people look look to where i was from and i didn't finish high school um and i actually was at actually juvenile probation but here we go, and I was the least athletic of my family. It's actually documented in my book. Um,
0: the so least my marathons and the least athletic, holy moly. We can do anything we put our minds to. That's we amazing. can do anything.
1: And it, it it doesn't matter where you start out. It's, it's how you see yourself. And it's a story that you tell yourself how you started out. Amazing. I and love. that's the legacy. The legacy is this, that if Adam could do this, If Adam could do this and Adam has done this, but Adam just started out and so can you. And it's not about, it's not a money thing. What it is, is an impact thing. It's living your purpose. Whether I said you million dollars, hundred million billion. It's there's some fundamentals here. And what brings you happiness and fulfillment and what that is, you get around other people. You'll understand that are doing it. Then you can understand how to do it. Because everybody, I know, uh, Francois, I know you're you're wonderful, you're a wonderful mentor and coach, no doubt about it. It's you're amazing, and if somebody is around Francois, you're gonna you're gonna figure out some things. He's gonna help you figure out some things, and in turn, you guys are gonna hopefully reciprocate to each other of how to grow into the person that you were designed to be and to live. And so I want to show everybody it's possible, and that's the legacy. When that time comes, I'm 56, so I figured. Maybe about another, maybe sixty more years. Maybe about 116. I'll check out. So, uh, so, but guess what? That's my goal. But, but if I hit 115, I didn't do so bad. Aim for the, aim for the moon. I end up on the stars, or vice versa. I didn't do so bad. I'm not mad. And so, you shoot for it. You shoot for the stars. You're the limitless,
0: and know you can do this. Absolutely, Adam. Thank you so much. Very edifying words, and you and I connect in so many ways, ladies and gentlemen. This is it, you decide what you want and then you pay the price to make it happen and then you get help along the way to make it happen. Either, and if you're looking for a good speaker, you have Adam, reach out to him. His uh, his, uh, information will be under the chat as well whenever these are posted. And so that's fantastic. And remember, do not tiptoe through life. You have something inside of you. There's this purpose. There's this thing that wants to come out of you. Let it shine. If you don't know how, find out from other people. They can help you. This is Francois. And actually, the reason why my my website is called How to Become More is because we need to become more in order to have or to get. It starts with us first. Take care of yourself. And as you do, the world will take care of people around you. Adam, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. Blessings on your way. And let's make everybody, let's make our parents proud of the accomplishments that we do in this life. That would be a good thing for everybody. Make your mom and dad proud of what you do. And by doing so, you'll accomplish so much more. God bless everybody. All the best. And we we'll see you next week. Until then, make it a great day. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Bye-bye. All right. I was gonna end this podcast and wishing you all the best.